Hello brothers and sisters in the Lord. Uh, this brother Samuel coming to you once again. I thank God for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus that you're being blessed, that the will and purpose of God for your life is being materialized, even in the season that we are in. Um, I want to continue from last week. Um, last week, I spoke on the subject, the call of David, and uh, focusing on what led to God calling David, making David the king of Israel, as it pertains to accessing the divine will of God. Um, a couple of days ago, uh, before we go, um, let's pray, let's bow down as pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for Jesus whom you have given unto us. The Bible says that God became man and dwelt became flesh and dwelt among men. The purpose being that God came down as Jesus Christ to die for the sins of mankind so that we have eternal life. It is in this life that we hope and believe that our lives are being changed constantly on a daily basis. And even as I deliver your word, Father, I pray that you grant me the grace and the utterance to speak your word with clarity and fluency, that all that hear and listen shall be blessed by it and changed. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, um, today I want to speak on the heart of David, um, the heart with which David pursued the things of God. Um, last week we understood that it was because in everything that David did, he sought the presence of God, he sought the opinion of God, he sought the will of God before he proceeded. And so today I want us to understand from where David is coming from. Now, the time that David was made king, he was 17 years old. He was still a teenager. He still did not understand politics. He did not understand how to govern a nation. But sometimes the means by which God will use you for something might not come from a place that you expect. David was a shepherd, so he knew how to lead a group of entities who could not speak but animals can make noises but they can't speak the language of men and so God will base the relationship of David with his sheep and select David as king of the Israelites now after David defeated Goliath uh, the Bible says that Saul called him into his palace his kingdom and Bible says Saul would not let David go because David possessed certain things that made Saul feel safe. But I want to focus on the scripture, um, Psalms 121, verses 1 and verses 2. The Bible says that I will lift up my eyes to the hills from where comes my help. Now you would think that David is asking a question to God. But when you read verses 2, the Bible says that my help cometh from the Lord. David answers his own question. Answers his own question. He says, My help cometh from the Lord. Now, how does David know? David understands that in all the situations that he went through, 
had it not been for God who enabled him, he would have died. His own son came after him. Some of the nation turned against him. In all these things, he could have died, but he realized that his consistency in coming before God to not only know his will, but to carry out God's will is what enabled him to escape certain situations. So when we are talking about accessing the divine will of God physically, David was an embodiment of that. You have to understand that it is not enough that you desire to come before God. Your desire must match God's requirement. One of the key differences between David and Saul was that David would not abuse his kinship to get his own way. Because one of the things that led to Saul losing the kingdom was performing a sacrifice that was made for the priest. And so we come to um, we come to First Samuel chapter thirty verses seven. The Bible says David said, "Bring to me the ephod. Bring to me the ephod, that I may inquire of the will of God." Now, if you understand the ephod, the ephod was part of the priestly garment. As a matter of fact, we are going to read from Exodus chapter 28. We are going to understand why David asked for the ephod. And we are going to deal with why he was able to know God's will on a constant basis and why the people that followed him did so because they knew David wasn't about himself. See, even when certain people on the phone when his son was pursuing him he would tell certain people to go back because he needed certain people in key positions because he knew he said that if one day God chooses to bring me back to this kingdom I need you there so it isn't just knowing that um, you want to do this but it's knowing that, that God supports what I'm doing. If you don't know that God supports what you are doing, then don't do it. Seek ye for the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. Seek the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is what is God. So seek him. David understood this and so he did on a consistent basis. David knew that it wasn't just about what he desired from God. It was how to approach God. If you don't know, you ask questions. He says that ask for wisdom. Anyone who doesn't ask, ask and God will diligently give unto you. The Bible said this. So how is it that we know all these things and yet we choose to come before God with an emptiness of mind? We choose to come before God without asking Him. How do I go about situations this time around? I want us to read 
um, Exodus chapter 28 verses 15 the Bible says that you shall make the breastplate so let's go before that let's read 28 verses 9 the Bible says then you shall take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel six of their names on one stone and six names on the other stone in order of their birth now the ephod had the names of Israel the sons of Israel and when you read further when you read verses 12 the Bible says and you shall put the two stones on the shoulders of the ephod as memorial stones for the sons of Israel so when the priest is coming before God not only is he coming with a request of the people there is an evidence of who the people are and so in first Samuel chapter 30 verse 7 when David asked for the ephod he's calling for the memorial he's calling for God's attention to who he is according to the ancestry of Israel when you trace the ancestry of David from Obed to Jesse all the way through West see you see a pattern you see that David was directly descended from the sons of Jacob of Israel so when he asked for the ephod he's not just asking for the priestly garment he doesn't even ask he's looking for a specific item on the priestly garment but of course he can't access that very thing unless the priest brings it and who is going to bring the priest wears the priestly garment so when he's asking for the ephod when we feel that you understand that David did not just ask for the ephod David did not just ask for the names of Israel to be remembered when you read verses 15 because the ephod was attached to the breastplate when we verses 15 of Exodus chapter 28 the Bible says that you shall make the breastplate of judgment artistically woven according to the workmanship of the ephod now if the ephod is different from the breastplate why is the breastplate being made according to the measurement of the ephod when we refer you understand that the ephod contained the Urim and Thummim the Urim and Thummim were used to assess the divine will of God Let's read verse 28, chapter 28, Exodus 28, verse 21. And you understand where I'm going with this. It says, And the stones shall have the names of the sons of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engravings of a signet, each one with his own name. They shall be according to the twelve tribes. Now, firstly, in verses uh, 10, 11, 12. The names were on two stones, six names on each stone. You come down to verse 21 and it says each engraving, each name got its own engraving. So from six on each side to one on each stone. 
God is there's a separation going on. God is remembering them individually. See, David wasn't just about assessing God's will. He was about assessing the, the specific will of God for each person he led. He was the leader of Israel. He did not, he saw them as one, but he saw them as individuals. Because in the Proverbs is one spoils the bunch. When the enemy will come after you, he will not come after the whole. See, all the enemy needs is one. If he can destroy one out of the whole bunch, he can use that one to come after the rest. When you read Second Samuel, you confess to Second Samuel chapter um, I think 14. When David was fleeing Absalom. David prayed a prayer. He says God confused the counsel of Ahithophel. But David didn't only stop there. He sent another man to go and make sure that every counsel of Ahithophel was foolish. It was sound wise in the ears of Absalom, but it was foolish because there was someone to make sure that Ahithophel never spoke the true strategy overcome his father see when David comes before God he's coming one with words he required the ephod which carried the names of the children of Israel the ephod was attached to the breastplate the breastplate contained the urn and tumim which were used to access the will of God so see, David understood the spiritual aspect of assessing the will of God, but he understood the physical aspect of God. So when he asked for the info, which is a memorial, see, the breastplate, the Bible says the breastplate covered the heart, was placed on the heart of the priest. The Bible says where, the, where, where, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So when God tells them to put the breastplate on top of the heart of the priest, he is bringing them closer to him. God is not only interested in the memorial of who you are, he's also interested in bringing you closer. David made sure that he was closer in everything with God. He wouldn't do anything of his own accord because he understood that the life that he lived was possible because of Christ. See, when you understand who you are, who you are, who you are, it will make sense that when you come before God, how you approach God, the things that you do for God, you do it because you have heard a voice. You do it because you have seen God. David testified, he said, I've been thinking of the sheep evidence because he's a 17 year old boy going against a lion and a bear even Saul said to David this man Goliath has been in the army all of his life you a shepherd want to go up against him so what was David's strategy God he says the God who delivered the bear and the lion to my hands deliver this Philistine into my arms. Why? Because he has defied the armies of the living God. 
So I will defeat this enemy not because I know how to fight. I will defeat him because God will give him to me. How did he know that? He knew how to access the divine will of God. He came to God with a heart that was not only trusting but believing. He accessed God in on each. He accessed God in ways and means that many believers don't do anymore. We make requests. That's all we do. We make requests, but we make requests with the wrong requirements. Jesus is a high priest. We come with the requirement of that Jesus. The priest is very important. The priest. The next time I come your way, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to end here, but the next time I pray, uh, I will talk about the position of the priest, why it was necessary for David to bring the priest. He, he, he could have easily gone and got the priestly garment. He could have torn the ephod. But when you read the Bible, the Bible says that the ring where the ephod was sewn on the priestly garment because some people used the ephod. It became like an idol. The ephod was meant for the priest to access the divine will of God as a memorial. But when it became personalized and certain people had access to it, it was no longer an instrument of accessing the divine will of God. No, it became an idol, a source of idol worshipping. Which explains that sometimes even the thing that we used to access the divine will of God, if you are not careful, it become like a God to replace God himself. So all the symbols and everything that we have in our houses, that we have in certain places, you have to ask yourself, why do I have it? Am I using it for the right purpose? Even the Bible, the Bible says that your word have I hidden in my heart that might not sin against thee. Once you read the Bible, where does it go? It must go into your heart. It doesn't remain in the book that you hold. You can hold a book. But if you don't make use of the book, it will become an idol. The Bible can become an idol. You keep it in your nightstand, you keep it on your table. It will do everything except accept the divine will of God. So I want to encourage you somebody that when you want to know God's will for your life, when you want to access the divine will of God for your life, it is very important that you come before him with his instruments. Remind God, number one. Number two, know God's will. The previous God's will, that you know, the will that God gave to the last time, Remind God of what he said to you. And number two, the position of the priest, which I'll talk about next time. Well, I pray that you are blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that God is going to do wonders in your life with this word that has come to you this afternoon. I pray that God blesses you. I pray that your afternoon is blessed. I pray that whatever God is doing in your life, not only shall he give you knowledge, but he shall also manifest in the physical. God bless you.